Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. This is a podcast about the strange and unusual, the secret and conspiracies, the fringe and the supernatural. This is a show where we do little to no research on our topics. We are not professionals in any field except speculation. This is the Secret Transmission Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the Mothman. I am your host, Toby, and alongside me are my co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves. Tyler. Kristen. Rudy. Usually I point. I just let y'all decide who is going to talk first. Russian roulette. Went ahead and took it. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you're a go-getter, Tyler. Oh, yeah. You're stingy. (laughs) I'm not a go-getter, so. (laughs) Is that why you were last? Yes. Today our topic is the Mothman. Do you know anything about the Mothman, Kristen? A little, not a lot. I think... You and Tyler probably know little to nothing about the Mothman. That is correct. I think it happened in, like, Virginia, maybe? Maybe. Oh, yeah. There am, we I, go. am I close? You're there. Okay. It's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I watched half the movie. <laughs> Was that I Kevin like Costner? Was that a Kevin Costner? Yeah, flick? yeah. I believe okay. So. All right. Or uh, Richard Gere when he was so popular? Now I have to look this up. While he, you know, Wait, you no, actually did you just to... Mandela me? Maybe. <laughs> Now I don't know who it was. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking, it almost, well, I don't know. I was thinking almost like a Tom Hanks for some reason. I don't know why. It's either Richard Gere or what's movie. his name? Look uh, it up now because now yeah. you're going to jack with me. <laughs> Every one of our shows, we have to have one Mandela. Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Thank Richard you. Gere. Okay. Yeah. You... Oh, how could I forget that? Dream Man. Gerbil Boy. Gerbil oh, Boy yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that conspiracy well, one day. Well, actually... <laughs> Yeah, Gerbil Boy, my ass is actually pretty accurate. Yeah, so. there's a mouth. wasn't it? Your dirty Doesn't mouth. it have something to do with the Mothman prophecy movie or something? I don't know. I don't. I don't even know where that story. Do you know what the hell does Mothman no prophecy clue. movie and Gerbils up the ass come into play? They have one thing in common: Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> so we are not talking about Richard Gere or <laughs> the Mothman pizza, prophecies. Pizza Gate, Richard Gere conspiracy over here. <laughs> God, Hamstergate, Hamstergate, Hashtag Hamstergate. <laughs> okay, so oh, evil. What? So, what do you know about the Mothman, Kristen? That he's scary. He's scary. Tyler, what? What do you know about Mothman? Absolutely nothing. Okay, <laughs> I didn't make it that far in the movie. <laughs> Did you even see what he looked like in the movie? Uh, no. I, he's I really think the tall. only thing I remember was like has somebody wings. driving or something and seeing something, and that's pretty much where I ended the movie. Okay, so he watched twelve seconds. Right. Of it. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, is that the opening? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Something no, like, like in the Mothman movie. So it's been a while since I've seen it. A lot of people. The movie is based on their. People who have like trees almost like in their yard or in their backyard, so they are looking outside and they can't sleep or they think they're sleeping, sleeping. but they are awake and they're having trouble sleeping and they see this uh, Mothman creature out there and pretty much telling them what to do in their lives, like feeding them like... Is that well, fuck. That's what I thought. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I misunderstood everything. See, I I thought in the movie the legend was that he shows up to warn warn you well, about like an event. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. shows them bad things or something. I don't know. I he gives he gives you signs that something bad's coming or something good's coming. It, it's like a it's like a creature that almost like protects you in the movie. Right. Well, the first sighting was November twelfth, nineteen sixty six, near Clinton. Clinton. Oh, we're already on a start. Oh man, C L E D E N I N. Clinton. Clinton. 
Yeah, Clinton, fuck you. Clinton. That's what's up. I'm going off of you spelling it out Clinton loud. Clinton, well, it was West Virginia. Uh, five men were in a local cemetery uh, getting a grave ready for burial. They ended up seeing a brown human being lifted off from some trees and flew over their heads. The men Michael didn't Jackson. think it was a bird, but more like a man with wings. <laughs> Kenneth Duncan, one of the eyewitnesses, said that they watched the creature for almost a minute. From most sources, this was the first sighting of the Mothman. What I noticed was there was a possible sighting before that. A different source says that in the early 60s, a woman was driving Route 2 near the Ohio River. As she neared the chief cornstalk hunting grounds, a large man-shaped figure walked out onto the road. As the woman slowed her car, the figure spread two large wings and took off. Ironically, the witness did not report the incident. And her quote was... Who would believe us anyway? And then it's the true. song started playing, Jeepers Creepers, <laughs> where'd you get those people? You know, that kind of... Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get huh. those eyes? I guess that's kind of what he would look like, slightly. I All mean, I'm saying is that's how I experienced the Mothman guy being, and that is not fun for me. I don't care if he's going to show me the whole future. I don't want to look at that man <laughs> before that happens. So that same source that I got that first sighting from also says the first sighting that received publicity was in 1965 a woman living near the ohio river says her son told her he saw an angel outside she didn't think anything of it until a year later in the summer of 1966 a doctor's wife in the same general area said that she had seen a six foot long thing resembling a giant butterfly so a kid saw an angel someone else saw a giant butterfly. Right. November 14th, a Salem resident, which Salem's about 90 miles from Point Pleasant, like where the main stuff happens. Right. Noel Partridge was watching television when the screen suddenly went dark. He stated that a weird pattern filled the screen, and then he heard a loud whining sound from outside, and it kept, like, raising in pitch, and... uh it sounded like a generator winding up, is what he said. Uh-huh. He ended up going out to investigate it with a flashlight, and he pointed the light to where he heard the uh, noise coming from, and all he could see were two red lights reflecting back at him. Uh, the so eyes. The two red objects were hovering above his field. His big old German Shepherd Bandit took off into the field and was never seen again. Was that necessary? Bandit. Well... <laughs> One, Texas came out. <laughs> one source says uh, this case actually happened on the same night as this next sighting. And then the movie Children of the Corn was invented. <laughs> <laughs> this is all kind of like... It's all coming together. Coming together now yeah. for me. Stephen King. So, November 15th, two young married couples had a very strange encounter as they drove past an abandoned TNT plant near Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So, I guess this TNT plant has, like, bunkers, and, you know, they used to test it and stuff, and it used to be some kind of military holding area or something. Okay. Like a prison? No, not a prison, like, where they keep ammunition. Like, they store, oh, like they oh, store like storage bunker, yeah. yeah. So, that, that comes into play later, but I just wanted to throw that out there in case someone else knew something, Rudy. I'm looking at you. <laughs> no, I didn't. I haven't heard any of this. Okay. Uh, Roger and Linda Scarberry. Hmm. What a weird, interesting last name. Why do you say that? Scarberry? I don't know. And Steve and Mary Mallette. 
told police they saw a tall figure stood by the side of the road. It was shaped like a man, but bigger, said Mr. Scarberry. Scarberry? Scarberry. Whatever. Maybe six and a half or seven feet tall, and it had big wings folded against its back. His wife commented on its huge red eyes, and she described them to be like automobile reflectors. Transformer. (laughs) (laughs) Take the shape of butterfly. (laughs) Bumblebee! (laughs) When the creature moved toward the car door, the couple panicked and they sped away. Moments later, they saw the same creature on a hillside near the road. It spread its wings and rose into the air, following their car, which by now was traveling up to maybe 100 miles an hour. That bird kept right up with us, said one of the group. They told the deputy sheriff, Millard Halstead, that it followed them down Highway 62 and right to the Point Pleasant city limits. And they would not be the only ones to report the creature that night. Another group of four witnesses claimed to see the bird three different times. Huh. Two first creepers. That's what they must. They had to have put that movie onto this. No. Uh-huh. I mean, the only thing from Jeepers Creepers is that it's a winged man. And that he followed the cars in the second movie. They didn't say anything about the bee eating you mobile. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's in a whole other town. I saw that bee eating you mobile. Remember, yeah. remember I lived in Durant. There was that, <laughs> that, that white truck. One. It was there, white, wasn't no, it? No, it was all rusted. It was a truck that was like an old wrecker. And it was a guy in Durant that was running, uh-huh. like vote for me kind of running. It was to a T, look just like the freaking. It did. It just needed to Jeepers be like Creepers. raised up a little bit or something. Really? It was outrageous. I was like, every time I drove by, I was like, God dang, Jeepers Creepers! It was just be be eating you on it. I swear. Right. Oh, it was. It was to a T the whole entire thing. I don't think he meant to. I think it was just supposed to be like, hey, I got this truck that can sit here with the cool advertisement on it, and it's an old wrecker, but it was scary. So on November sixteenth, a press conference was held in the county courthouse. And the couples from the TNT plant siding repeated their story to everyone. Deputy Halstead, who had known the couples all their lives, took them very seriously. Is it Halstead or Halstead? I think it's Halstead. I think it's dealer's choice on this one, so fuck off. I'll say it how I want. Damn, fuck. (laughs) It's S-T-E-A-D. Fucking dealt out over here. (laughs) So um, he also said that they've never been in any trouble and that no one should have any doubt in their story these kids never smoked pot or did drugs a day in their lives they totally saw a winged man out there in the pastures (laughs) i I thought that was kind of funny like the sheriff's like no 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 i vouch for these guys with reflector they're they're good (laughs) so this is when uh the press dubbed the creature the moth Moth Man. man and they apparently named it after a character from the popular batman television television series so that's the batman 66 the Bill Dozier, Batman. We got that. There's the Mothman in there. I don't think we've watched the Mothman episode because I can't remember that. I don't. I don't remember that one. So maybe we just haven't gotten to it yet, or we mm. overlooked it. Anyways, so a lot of people started to believe the TNT plant was the layer of the Mothman. The area was made up of several hundred acres of woods and large concrete domes where high explosives were stored during World War II. A network of tunnels honeycombed the area and made it possible for the creature to move about without being seen. In addition, the man-made labyrinth, the area was also comprised of of the McClintic Wildlife Station 
a heavily forested, forested McClintic or McClintock. Man, McClintic, McClintic, McClintic. Uh, but it was, uh, damn it, you made me mess up. A heavily forested <laughs> animal preserve filled with woods. Uh, artificial ponds and steep ridges and hills. Uh, the only people to be in those areas would be hunters, fishermen, and teenagers who would go to a dirt road they dubbed Lover's Lane. Everywhere has a Lover's Lane. Apparently. It's, we it's, don't have a Lover's Lane. Gainesville doesn't have one. Yeah, they do. Do we? Where? Kristen, you want to go to Lover's Lane? First, where is it at? I'm not going to tell you. If it's a safe side of town, then Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually on the outskirts of town. Mm. What's the outskirts of town here? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, our there. road right here? It's here? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it's like right down the road over there. Yeah. Oh, there's a geocache. Like where they have... I'm just making shit up. I don't you know. <laughs> God, dang it. So not many homes were around this area, uh, except for a man named Ralph Thomas and his family. Why do I keep saying these names all? It's because you want to enunciate and you want to make sure you do it right. Mm. You don't want to screw up. Maybe. Just makes you sound slow. (laughs) November 16th, they spotted a funny red light in the sky that moved and hovered above the TNT plant. It wasn't an airplane, Miss Marcella Bennett, a friend of the Thomas family, said, but we couldn't figure out what it was. Miss Bennett ended up driving to the Thomas house a few minutes later with her baby. A odd figure started to come toward her car. It seemed as though it had been laying down, she later recalled. It rose up slowly from the ground, a big gray thing, bigger than a man with terrible glowing eyes. Miss Bennett was so horrified that she dropped her little girl. Oh. (laughs) How old was the little girl? I don't know. I didn't look into it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know if I would admit that part of the story. There's no reason for her to admit that part of the story unless it hurt the child. And she was like, well, I got to explain why the child is hurt now. So she's she's using the Mothman to cover up child abuse? Yes. Okay, I got you. (laughs) She quickly recovered, picked up her child, and then ran to the house. The family locked everyone inside, and the creature came up on the porch and looked into the windows. The police were called, but the Mothman had vanished by the time the authorities had arrived. Miss Bennett had to get medical attention to deal with her anxieties over the next several months. I wonder if the child needed <laughs> medical attention. Right, right. Uh, God forbid you check on the child. But she's got, an- she's got anxiety over this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, she was having nightmares and later told investigators that she believed the creature had visited her again at her home. Uh, she said that she could often hear a sound like a woman screaming near her isolated home on the edge of Point Pleasant. Maybe just wanted a booty call. The Mothman? Yeah. Point Pleasant he was like, so point pleasant. He, he was like, I need a booty call. Ditch that baby. Right. And she threw it on the ground. <laughs> then she was like, wait a minute, I can't do that to my baby. And she ran in the house. Yeah, that's horrible. And that's why she baby. heard a woman screaming. He, you know, getting his, getting his jollies the next few nights. <laughs> Let's take a small break, and when we come back, we will talk about uh, John Keel, um, and he's basically the man that knows everything and chronologically put the, all the information together oh, uh, cool. in a lot okay. of books. Right. So we will be right back.
Hey, this is Nock from the Geek Yogurt Podcast. Tune in every week as we discuss movies, TV, comics, and video games. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Satchel, or on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Yogurt Podcast and weigh in on our weekly topics. What's up, everybody? This is your man, Adam, from the Mike Kings Podcast, telling you guys to give us a listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at the Mike Kings. We talk about pop culture, movies, games, TV shows, anything that's interesting to today's millennials. Give us a listen. I promise you'll enjoy it. We appreciate it. Thank you. And we are back, and we are going to be talking about John Keel, uh, like I said (laughs) before the break. (laughs) So, uh, John Keel is a major chronological... No... Chronolo- Chronologist? Yes. Oh, I just hit the microphone. Uh, what? I hit the microphone. Oh, okay. I'm moving my home. Stop hitting the microphone, Toby. <laughs> okay. uh, he's a major chronologist. How do you say it? Chronologist? Chronologist. Chronologist uh, of the Mothman and everything surrounding it. And wrote that at least 100 people personally witnessed the creature between November 1966 and November 1967. According to their reports, the creature stood between 5 and 7 feet tall, was wider than a man, and shuffled on human-like legs. Its eyes sat near the top of its shoulders and had a bat-like wing that glided rather than flapped when it flew. When it would take off, it would take off like straight up off the ground like a helicopter would, you know, so like it would jump into the air. And uh, witnesses also described its murky skin as being either gray or brown, and it emitted a humming sound when it flew. The Mothman uh, was apparently incapable of speech and gave off a screeching sound, like Miss Bennett stated. Right. Sounded like a woman screaming. John Keel arrived in Point Pleasant in December 1966 and immediately began collecting reports of Mothman sightings and even some UFO reports from before the creature was seen. He also compiled evidence that suggested a problem with the television and phones that began in the fall of 1966. Lights had been seen in the skies, particularly around the TNT plant, and cars that passed along the nearby road sometimes stalled without explanation. John Keel has written many books on the Mothman, so go check out one of his books or something. And that's John K E E L. Yeah, Keel. Uh, Keel is that? Yeah. Would you pronounce it Keel? Well, there's there's a couple different like spellings of Keel online. I don't want people to like. Look oh yeah, at, okay, look into the wrong you. guy. A reporter named Mary Hyrie. H Y R E. Hyrie. Yeah, I'd say Hyrie. Mary Hyrie, who was the Point Pleasant correspondent for the. Athens, Ohio newspaper, The Messenger, wrote about the sightings also. She would apparently get up to 500 phone calls from people saying they saw strange lights in the sky. On one night in January 1967, she took working late in her office. A man walked in. He was short, he had thick glasses, long black hair, and it was cut very straight, like a bowl haircut. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Mary said he spoke in a low voice and asked for directions to Welsh, West Virginia. He had a speech impediment and made her feel very uncomfortable. He kept getting closer and closer to her to make it worse. 
she ended up getting the manager and the this is what didn't make sense. She went and got the manager, uh-huh. but the manager didn't do anything. So the guy, the short little man is still sticking around. Right. And he picks up a pin from underneath her desk. I, I don't know how he found this de- this pin underneath her desk, but he picked it up and apparently he was looking at it like he'd never seen a pin before. And apparently he t- started laughing and took off running out of the building with this pin. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is important in a little while. I know it sounds out of place and doesn't make sense to why this has nothing to do with a winged creature, right? Right. Uh, so a few weeks later, she saw the man again, and apparently he noticed her looking at him, uh-huh. and she, he ran and jumped into a black car. Really? Just a weird little thing that, you know, this might come back later. Okay. Might. <laughs> Might. We'll see. I so, think I know where you're going with this, too. Hmm. It sounds oddly familiar. On December 19th, 1967, a little over a year from the original popular sighting, right? Uh, the Silver Bridge connecting Ohio and West Virginia straight into the town of Point Pleasant collapsed, killing 46 people. Oh, wow. Now, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Plenty of warning. This is your warning. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you have seen the Mothman prophecies, uh-huh. Tyler, I'm about to spoil this for you. I apologize. Oh, awesome. Should I leave? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically what the ending of, of the Mothman prophecies is. Uh, the, the bridge collapses and he's on it. The uh, main character. Yeah, but they save everyone mm. in the movie. Do they? Yeah. Oh. That that was the point of the movie is it's leading up to that. Right. They, All the clues are leading up to this. Now see the from what I understand the that movie was loosely based on stuff. It wasn't right. it wasn't supposed to be like a not a documentary but like not based on I think it says based on true events but I think that's loosely based on true events. Very loosely based on true events because like like I said Richard Gere figures it out. And manages to save everyone off the bridge before it collapses. Right. So the thing. Spoiler that, alert. <laughs> so the thing that connects this bridge collapsing to the Mothman is people claim that they saw the Mothman on top of like well I don't know what bridges what is that part called that like comes up Do you know what I'm talking about the Yeah, kind of like, the peak of it. Yeah. So they saw him standing up there, and uh, there's a picture, but I don't know if it's something that's been photoshopped. Uh, just, just, uh, are you about to Google it? I'm going like, to look it up. Here yeah. I come, full house. <laughs> yeah. Coming to wreck your world. <laughs> uh, look up the Mothman on the Silver Bridge and see, and but I, I couldn't tell if it was a real picture that someone snapped or if it's just like a, like a uh, scary thing that someone edited together. But a lot of people believe that this was the Mothman warning people about the upcoming disaster or it was the reason for the collapse. After this happened, the sightings completely stopped, and it was never seen again. Well, according to the little little timestamp on here, this picture supposedly was taken on uh, November 13th of 03. Ah, so yeah. that's a fake picture. I didn't look into it. I just saw... Well, the, I don't know. Look, they have a... They have a statue. A statue. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Shark. Oh, she gets it. You told us to Google the phone. Google the phone of it. Of the bridge. Of the bridge. Well, my fault's in the 
feed. <laughs> but yeah, so after the bridge collapsed and people claim that they saw it, the, the Mothman sightings completely stopped. So right. that's that's interesting. It is interesting, actually. Um, Maybe he used all that TNT. <laughs> Dynamite. Hanging around that plant a lot. TNT. That's right. Dynamite. Because what are the odds he'd hang around this TNT plant and then all of a sudden he's spotted on the bridge and the bridge collapses? That's, good That's a good point. That's a really good That's point. That's a really good point. Huh. Maybe it was all his weight that collapsed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Go on a diet, Mothman. After the collapse. <laughs> Mothman's a chub. <laughs> You know what? I don't. Th- I don't think he's chubby, guys. He couldn't fly he, if he was chubby. Yeah, I think he works out. You got to have some. You know, that's why. That's why his shoulders. He doesn't have a head because his shoulders muscle up to his head. Oh, he's Maybe, got, he's got the know, no neck thing going yeah. on. Where it's like, golly, he's got a big head. It must weigh a lot, kind of thing. Because he's like, yeah, I go around showing people what's going to happen. What up? And so his head weighs so much. It's like, boom! There goes the silver bridge. Yeah. yeah. His his own ego crushed the bridge. His own yes. ego. And and the TNT stole from the from the abandoned plant. So after the collapse, uh during the week of Christmas, Mary uh, what do we say her last name was? Hyrie Hyrie? Hyrie? Mary. Oh good old Mary. Just good old Mary. <laughs> uh she was at her office again. Now this is the lady that, that had the encounter with the uh odd bowl cut hairdo guy that laughed about the pen. Uh Bluebell huh? bowl cut. Y'all don't remember the old commercial where it shows the kid eating the ice cream and then they flip the bowl upside down and they ate the ice cream in it get the bowl cut? Uh-uh. uh-uh. What the... F- I remember chili bowls, though. Medela. That may have never happened. No, Chili, no, chili bowl know. haircuts? I could have swore there was a commercial where the kid ate the ice cream and oh. they flipped... They oh, you them. got Mandela. Okay, they I see what you No, I'm saying, like, I think I'm 100% right, but then again, I maybe y'all aren't. I don't know. Well, anyways, this is the same lady that had the encounter with the short little man that I was talking about. Um, so she's at her office again, and a short, dark-skinned man that looked oriental with high cheekbones, narrow eyes, and an unidentifiable accent wearing a black suit and tie came in. Are you about to tell me the Mothman's an Asian? No, no, no. This no, no, no. <laughs> This person came in to visit Mary... This man does not have big, huge wings and glowing red eyes, Kristen. So he's, he's it could odd. be like a doppel, like a, I don't know. Well, he wasn't asking about the bridge collapse, but wanted to know about the local UFO sightings. She gave the man a file of press clippings from related cases. Right. Uh, he kept insisting to speak with her instead of thumbing through the files. Uh, I guess at this point she asked him to leave her office, which I don't know why she asked this guy, but didn't ask the strange guy that was getting closer and closer earlier. Remember? Yeah. She's she went lonely. and got her... Okay, she's lonely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's affection. The same night, uh, people claimed a man very identical to the one that visited Mary came to their homes. These people were the people that had claimed to have seen lights in the sky. Right. Uh, the man claimed to be a reporter from Cambridge, Ohio. One source said that he claimed not to know where Columbus, Ohio was, even though the two towns were just a few miles apart. So, story's not matching up that he knows anything about Ohio. Right. Uh, he also made everyone he talked to feel uneasy and uncomfortable, just like the first little man. 
Right. And uh, that was the end of the uh, the Man in Black. Ah. Uh, you think he was MIB? I mean, he was wearing black. He was asking weird questions. All right. About UFOs. About UFOs. So, but typically with Men in Black, they couldn't there's send a friendlier face out there, or what? There's veiled threats <laughs> involved too, though. Right. And uh, who knows? We may do an episode in the future on that. Uh, you never know. Wink, wink. Oh, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Kristen is not having any of our bullshit right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's like, y'all stupid as fuck. <laughs> So, uh, the, the wink, wink got me. Oh, did it? Is wink, that all it takes? <laughs> so, um, Monster Quest, the, uh-huh. the television series, uh, had a eyewitness account from 2006 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And, uh, I got a little clip of him. There, there's Irishmen over there? La Crosse. <laughs> Fuck off. I have an audio clip and y'all are going to listen to it, so. <laughs> Jerks. The first thing I saw were the eyes and what I thought maybe were teeth. A local Cherokee man was being driven home by his son when they encountered the Mothman. They sped up and started making sharp turns to shake the animal. But the beast pursued them undeterred. The first thing we saw was this winged creature, 14-foot wingspan at least. It was huge. It, it, it was almost covered half the road. When the car slowed down, the monster attacked the vehicle. And it was close enough for me almost to reach out and touch. It almost hit the windshield. The terrifying encounter gave the man a clear look at the monster. It had a wide mouth. The eyes were the size of the reflectors that are alongside the road. The body was attached to the wings. It had gray and brown hair-like, but not much hair more fleshy, kind of like a bat. That's why I called it a man-bat, because it looked like a cross between a man and a bat. The attack ended when the creature abruptly changed directions before their eyes. It was like in mid-air at windshield height. I have never seen an animal move like that. It just went straight up. But as it departed, the creature let out a shriek. We heard the sound in our heads. It was kind of like vertigo. It made us sick to our stomach. Real high-pitched ringing. And my son swerved and went off the road. He was driving, and he opened the, the, the driver's door and threw up, and I got sick. The man returned to the location a couple of days later. What he found was even more disturbing. We went out to look at the site, and thinking maybe it had come out of the bushes there someplace, or it was on the road or whatever, and found a deer carcass that was looked like it was filleted, uh, laying alongside the ditch. The appearance of the creature matched historic descriptions of the Mothman. So people are still claiming to see the Mothman, you know, pretty recently. I mean, 2006, that's 11 years ago. But still, I mean, that's a more recent sighting. And, I mean, he they had everything for a classic, the classic Mothman, you know, the screeching noise, uh-huh. the glowing red eyes. Now, he said that it had a 14-foot wingspan. Or, or earlier, when I... Read the reports of how big did, it, did I ever say? How no, big the wingspan? you never, you never identified a wingspan. Hmm. So this motherfucker's got a pretty good reach. Yeah. Well, he'd have to to get the lift required. I to guess lift that's the body. true. Yeah. Uh, 
like I said, the latest story that I found of someone claiming to have seen the Mothman was November 21st of 2016. Right. So last year. Well, not even last year at this point, just a couple months ago. Yeah. A man claimed he had an undoctored picture of Mothman jumping from a tree off of Route 2. He did refuse to release his name, and he refused to do an interview with... uh, uh, or an interview on camera with the news crew. Right. And with the MIB coming, picking him up. <laughs> right. Right. You know what? That's smart, though, now that I think about it. Uh, he was apparently out hunting or something, and he spotted it and snapped a picture of it. So that picture's out there, too, if, if you look for a Mothman picture. Um, I'm going to have to look up some Mothman photos, see if I can find some good stuff. saw some stuff earlier, but most of them was like fan art. Yeah, a lot of it's just mostly drawings. Right. Uh, but there's supposedly supposed to be like one or two pictures. Like legit, possible. S- supposedly, yeah. Right. Um, do we want to take a break real quick? Sure. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, cover some of the theories and then see what we think the Mothman Ooh. is. So we'll be right back. All right. Are you feeling the effects of the PG era? Do you miss the beer drinking and middle fingers? There is a cure for you. Watch Talk Wrestling! This is Scotty Stevens. And this is Blown Star. We bring you all the action and drama of the Monday Night War. WWF Monday Night Raw takes on WCW Monday Night for 20 years. Interact with us on Facebook and Twitter. Download us on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Hey there, fellow podcast fans. Do you love comic books and especially Swamp Thing? Get out of the bayou. So do we. Come check out the Parlopod Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to the muck-encrusted mockery of a man himself, Swamp Thing. This is some serious arcane audio. We also have a sister show, Splurch, where we dive into the world of comics and all the crazy aspects of life. Give us a listen at Parlopod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, our YouTube channel, visit our site, parlapod.com, and consider supporting our Patreon for some really cool rewards and exclusive content. Check us out on podcastradionetwork.net every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join the conversation on Twitter by following at Parlapod. We'll see you in the swamps. In the swamps. In the swamps. And we are back with our theories of what the Mothman is or could be. So, are y'all ready for me to blow your mind? Let's hear it. The first and most popular theory for the skeptics. Okay. It's a sandhill crane. Sandhill crane? A sandhill crane. Go ahead and look up the sandhill crane. I'm gonna have to. Everyone's pulling out their phones to look up the sandhill crane. Uh, wildlife biologist Dr. Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane, a large American crane almost as high as a man with a seven-foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes, and that the bird may have wandered out of its migration route. He doesn't have a man-like figure. Sorry. This particular crane was unrecognized at first because it is not native to that region. Okay? I I hear your complaint there, Kristen. (laughs) I completely understand. 
But what about a mutated Sandhill Crane? Because some of those bunkers where it was hanging out in the TNT factory were leaking toxic waste they later found. And it was it was leaking to the water source for the wildlife. What? For real? Yes. Toxic. Yeah, was, like, what kind, like what kind of toxic waste? I don't know. I'm not a TNT so, expert. I mean, toxic like glycerin? Not, if they're not from there, then they... I, I know. It wouldn't... It, if they're not... It doesn't add up. If they're not from the region... This is my thought. If, if those sandhill cranes are not from the region, they would not have had enough time to have a mutation from the water right i don't know i don't know how mutations and chemicals work tell her how does mutations work i just know it's a perk that you can get and fall out <laughs> what do you mean how does it work it's like i thought mm. it just took time hmm? didn't it take time to be mutated and like it's slow like radiation it's not just something mm. that you can wake up and what, you... okay i don't it... know animals are different was it radiation us? or was it some kind of other chemical man do i look like a radiologist you're the one who brought it up. Do I look like a... I figured you would have a little more inside knowledge as to what kind of chemicals we're spilling. It better be some happen. like gamma radiation because that thing up. grew like three <laughs> times the size. <laughs> right. Kristen's got something. Here's a picture of the crane. Sure. It's The red on its face is a conjoined-like area. It's not like you can separate that and make it to where it Look like looks eyes. like So eyes. it was a mutated two-headed crane. <laughs> well, I looked at mutated you know, sandhill crane, and it, the only mutated one says that they suffer from a thing called... Hold on. A sandhill crane suffering from... Oh, oh God dang it. <laughs> Fusaria toxicosis. And that just means that their wings and their heads drop. Well, so, that would explain the lower head, you know, like because from all like the accounts, and from all the well, a crane's neck is so tall that listen, it from all the, look, look at all the pictures of the Mothman. They all the pictures they depict the head being kind of low on the body. This is an actual crane. I know what a crane not. looks like, jerk. That I'm, does not depict a human head. I'm not saying that does. Kristen. Are them stick legs do not depict a man's. Well, anyways, some of the uh, people think that if you don't buy the uh, Sandhill Crane... What in the ever-loving hell did you just find? Uh, top 10 explanations for the Mothman list verse. Oh, okay. Uh, some of the uh, people that don't buy into the Sandhill Crane uh, theory, uh-huh. they think that it could have just been big owls carrying something. How? <laughs> that's That's... Well, and at night, okay, first off... Friendly owls that are chasing cars going, look, I got you something, I got you something. Well, first off, if you hear the story of the Mothman, and you're out in the woods, or you're out in that area, and you see anything jump up, and it's got a, you know, big wingspan, and it's got glowing eyes. But how many things in the middle of the night do you see jump up and have wingspans don't, and eyes? Don't owls screech, too, though? Don't they? Aren't uh, there, like, screeching owls? I mean, there are screeching owls, but not like that. Like not that big. Well, I'm I'm talking about for the people who claim to have heard the screeching sound of the Mothman. Right, right. Could it just be like an owl? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like some people could be mistaken for it being anything. I mean, any kind of. It could have been a, a owl that was just a lot closer than they thought, and that's why they thought it was eight foot tall or whatever. Right. So the next theory will be. UFO or alien? Mothman's an alien. That's that's kind of a typical 
cryptid explanation is it's an alien. Yeah, you just, know? I mean, it's pretty easy. Just throw out the alien, especially with the UFO sightings before the uh, actual sighting of the Mothman himself. Right. Or herself. And then you have the creepy dudes hanging around town, supposedly. Right, the, the men bo- chili bowl, the chili the bowl, men wearing the, black. Yeah, then the men wearing black. <laughs> so okay, when what was the time period that he came over? Uh, 60, 60s, 66, yeah. 67. 66 to sixty-seven was when they uh, saw the majority of the sightings. And 67 is when the bridge There wasn't collapsed. a lot of Asian men over here in those times, was there? <laughs> I, I believe I mean, so. Was there? Yes. I'm just asking. I don't know. I wasn't in the 60s. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a small town, and I'm from a small town that didn't have... But I'm saying, like, little Asian men wearing suits They and came stuff. to build railroads. <laughs> oh, God dang it, Tyler. So... It's true. It is true. You know, true. I thought about it. Whenever I was about to say it, I regretted it immediately. And now I really do regret it. <laughs> so... The only woman in a group of three men... Have we ever had bullshit. Asians in the country? <laughs> No, I'm not sitting there saying, oh, I'm not saying like that. I'm not saying the freaking Wall of China shit or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, was there an abundance of them? Do like, you hear the little... shovel? It sounds like she's <laughs> she digging. She digging. digging. <laughs> Come on. Let's We're see how far kidding. down we can deeper go. deeper and deeper. I'm just saying, was there an abundance of them over there? <laughs> you know, like... Like a little banana stack or anything. I hold mean, on, let me look up the Asian population for West Virginia in 1967. Do. do it. All right, hold on a minute. You never let, know. Let well, me look it up. Well, while you're doing that, let me tell you the last thing that it could, the Mothman could possibly possibly be, is basically the Mothman. <laughs> like that's oh, surprise, surprise, surprise. A a a a prophet type uh, cryptid creature, and you know this creature was here to warn people of oncoming disasters or whatever so that's uh maybe it okay i'm just going out just going out here okay let's hear it maybe it is the mothman is actually an angel that's maimed and torn from going through battle or whatever that came down here and it's an angel from god or it's a demon from hell torturing people torturing people knocking down down bridges bridges, yeah Trying to get no, into their car. only an angel would pre-warn, not a devil. A devil would sit there and, after it happened, stand there and laugh at but you. But if it tr- if it truly were, it was going to pre-warn, 40, 43, 46, people wouldn't have died on that bridge that night. Well, there's always a sacrifice. There's always, I will say this. And I'm oh, not, she's like, going human sacrifice route, bro. I'm going to go, like, godly here. I heard today, whenever I was listening to a sermon, it said that God would... You're here for God, and if he wants to uproot you, then he will uproot you. There's a time and a place, is what they said. So, if there's a time and a place, and those people need to be uprooted, then that was the time and place for them. Sorry, I know it's really godly, but that's what I heard, and that's what I'm sticking to so, on things. it was just their time, and basically, you could look at it and as... And you gotta think, though, also, like, if in a godly manner, you have to think that if they were gonna die on that bridge, then, like, or... At some, ex, like a horrible death beyond that, besides dying on a bridge. I know that that's like kind of crazy. Like that is like the utmost horrible death to some people. But they could have died from a worse death. Well, so so the Mothman took them. No, maybe to, God took them time. before that. Is what I was saying. Well, what I was going to say is it could be a mangled up angel going around. Well, why couldn't it be just death? 
Like, some people have the image of death with the big scythe and the hood. Because you just said it. That's what death looks like. <laughs> well, I'm just... Why not? Why couldn't death be something else? I don't know. I'm just throwing something well, else Well, that'd be there. kind of child's play then, because death can't sit there and show someone their life, like... Flash before their maybe eyes. He did, maybe he wasn't. He wasn't trying to warn anyone. He was just there like, whoops, <laughs> I revealed myself. He's a myself. fucked up death angel. <laughs> Why not? Why not? He's like, oh, here's how you die. But, oh, boop, you're dead. Yeah. Like, I just don't see it. I mean, I don't know. Like, that'd be a messed up, like, did, I don't know. Did you ever find what you were looking up? The Asian population? Uh, Right now, I think this We're is as like of... like one to like a million. I think as of like today... It, Not the, today. The population is only like 0.5% of Asians. Of Asians is in So West that lady right has all right to be freaked out by seeing an Asian. Right. Because it's a very low <laughs> Asian population, especially yeah. in the 60s. Okay. Well, before we I went on that one. <laughs> before we decide like our what we think Mothman is, and there's a lot more that we're missing. We're not getting all of all of the facts on this one because there's a lot of stuff to dig into on this. Uh, but there is a Mothman Museum that opened in 2002 in Pleasant Point, uh, Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia. And they also have the annual Mothman Festival on the third weekend in September. And that also started in 2002. And the town... Which we, we will all eventually be attending. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be, be really fun. We can't just let that go out there. And that's where you find that 12-foot metallic statue of the Mothman. Very sweet. So. Get pictures with it. Yeah. You're I'll just Photoshop myself angel. in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's much cheaper than going out there. Oh, yeah. So, who wants to go first of what they think the Mothman is? I'll go because I already said what I think. Okay, what do you think? I just... think it's a main, like, a main... Angel. Angel. Okay. Like, I think... Because, honestly, I do not think that an angel would be like, oh, here it is, here's your fate, and then let it happen. I think an angel would... Or... And then laugh about it, kind of thing. Like, I think the angel would let you see it, and then it would happen, versus the devil would be like, oh, it happened, and then, you know... I don't know. I think that it's like a maimed, maimed angel, I guess. Okay. Rudy? I, I would like to sit back and believe that he is some kind of, uh, not interstellar, but interdimensional being. Ooh. Phasing in and out, checking shit out. Wanted okay. to see the bridge collapse. I feel like that's my scapegoat on a lot of stuff like this, too. What, interdimensional beings? Yeah, because we had the, the, during our Shadow People talk, you know... That's kind of what I was thinking like about them. Like a futuristic kind of creature? No, like something that's not from our realm. They would have to know where to land, though. Not necessarily. No. If they're a creature of a... Uh, oh, just happen to land there and then poop. Just think about Thor falls. coming over, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he destroys everything, too, though. No, Thor, Thor doesn't. Does, he yeah. saves everything. I don't know. You watch a couple of the last hammer. movies. He destroys the whole world <laughs> while trying to save the world. So, so you think interdimensional beings? Sure, just like Bigfoot. That's why they can never capture him. Oh man, that's what I believe too on that. Man, yeah. that's what I was about to say. I, well, I believe that him and Bigfoot crash landed on here, and they, you know, got split up. They've been trying to find <laughs> each other ever since. No, they're they're lovers. To meet, up, meet back up. They're yeah. lovers. Yeah, Mothman's his ugly brother. 
<laughs> I got one of those. Oh, come on now. Boom. Wait, Shots sorry. fired. Wait, am I Bigfoot or Mothman in this situation? Well, Bigfoot. I'm definitely taller than you, so. <laughs> so, so is that your, uh, yep. your you're going to say alien type creature? Oh, yeah. Tyler's never takes these serious. Nope. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I mean, do you believe that there's any... Uh... I do believe there are aliens, so I believe that... Well, I was going to ask if you believe in this case. Do you believe that people were actually seeing something? And that... I don't know. This is a hard one, because this one isn't like one of the... I mean, it's a known one, but it's not like one of those... It's not like you see Mothman sightings in Texas or California. It's yeah. just kind of isolated to one area, really. Mostly, I mean, the there part, there are yeah. some that are outside of the uh, t- uh, out of the West Virginia region, but and the one that we listened to earlier, I kind of have my doubts because it was almost an exact replica of the story you told with the the four the four people in the car, right. So that's kind of why I'm sitting back on it. Eh, maybe they just read the story and decided to come up with their own version. Put a little it. twist on it. Yeah. You know, he, he's Mothman. He's probably just chasing around the lights. You know. Ah! Oh, oh, hey. Running into him and Hey, stuff. here we go. That's why he's coming after the cars. Yeah, they're bright and shiny. Oh. And he's a moth. Hey. That's why he was on that bridge, because there's lots of lights. Right, yeah. right. Kristen, do you think these sightings are real? For real, real? I don't know. If I have to believe the alien sightings, then I have to believe these. Okay. I I, I think I'm going to stick with the interdimensional, because I feel like that's the best way to... If you're going to throw your cards down and say, yep, I'm all in on it it being a real thing, that's the easiest way to be like, okay, I can believe in it because it's not of our realm. Right. It doesn't live by our same... <sighs> but then the little creepy chili bowl guy, and then the Asian men in black, or the... man who wears black. Yeah. The men in what? Men in who? The man who wears black. Next episode. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> Spoiler! So... I th- those are just kind of little odd thrown ins in the in the whole thing. Yeah, because they were most. I don't know that one little creepy guy looking at the pen, and then he took off running, laughing. Right. <laughs> you know, you ever wonder if people just do that to just do it, just to mess with other people? Yes. It's yes. Like, it's it's like I'd love to walk into some place, like open the door real quick, go, "What year is it?" So, uh, 2017, it worked, and then just run back out. But, but you can't be wearing any pants. You can't be wearing pants, and you have to, like, be just covered in a ridiculous, gooey substance. Right. Right. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise... He has to be naked. He can't time travel with his clothes. Oh, yeah. Terminator Well, it, depend, so. it depends on what, what version what of time Arnold travel. Know? I mean, for crying out loud, he's sucking at the freaking apprentice well, right now, so he if, doesn't know shit. If I looked like Arnold, I'd definitely time travel naked for sure, so... I, know, I would never put on clothes. Like, right. I'm a chubby right. man. I gotta have a smock. <laughs> so, what are we saying? Mothman sightings? Yeah, sure. Yeah, for what it was. I mean, it's not like it's a... I don't want him to be. Like, uh, it was I'm kind of a temporary thing. I'm just telling you, if I look out this yeah. back door and there's a goddamn Mothman out there, it ain't happening. Oh, it's going to happen And prepare now. to wake up. Give me I know you don't water. like me to wake you up, but prepare to wake up because you're going to be woken up if I see some reflector eyes. <laughs> and, and raid. 
Out of here. <laughs> we just Demon. need a giant, uh, what are those, the lights, the, the, the big bug, the zapper. The zapper. <laughs> we just need a giant zapper to put in our front door and back door, and we'll be okay. You should have just hung one of those on the bridge. Everybody would have been safe. <laughs> I, I literally do not get any sleep at night because the dogs, like, they bark. And I oh, know when they us, bark, they bark at Our somebody. listeners hear the dogs barking all right, the time. Okay, so you hear that. So that means that somebody's out there. Okay, so the last couple of nights, Toby doesn't know this because he's been asleep. There's been four wheelers in the back little land area, and I've heard them start up and go off. So my dogs are out there barking at them, and I am terrified whenever I hear the freaking dogs barking. And I just go and I throw like treats out the door, and I'm like, "Here, shut up!" And then Toby's like, "What are you doing?" Whenever I get back in the bed, and I'm like, "They're barking," and they keep me up like no other because they're out there barking at something, and I know they only bark when there's something there, so it terrifies me. I need a man in my life. <laughs> uh, you heard it here, folks. Damn. She's uh, dumping me on <laughs> on the Mothman episode. Hashtag lonely. Hashtag, yeah. <laughs> I'm so scared because I, I literally unlock the door and I open it and I throw treats out there. And like, okay, so in true horror fashion, you hear the dog bark and your first instinct is to go outside. No. Might as well be running upstairs. Right. I just tried to make them be quiet because of the freaking neighbors. But did you, like, ever, did you ever think that they're barking at something because something's right there by well, the I back do door? Well, I do look around. Don't worry. Oh, are you kidding me? I look around for sure. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. Well, let's go ahead and wrap I'm this really one up, guys. Uh-huh. things like that. I'm Everyone. You. He knows it. That's why he's wrapping it's it up. It's coming. Something's coming for you one of these nights. <laughs> I look, you know what I look Mock outside is for? It's some stupid looking clown like you do mm. on your weekdays. And hang out because I am terrified of that kind of stuff. Oh, especially the foggy nights. Those are the best. (laughs) Dress up in my clown outfit. All right, everyone, say goodbye. 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 Bye, Rudy. (laughs) As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. If you could, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe. If you're not an iTunes user or you have friends that might be interested in this show that aren't iTunes users, we are available on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, and YouTube. So there's a place for everyone to listen to us. Uh, You can also catch reruns of our latest episodes on the Podcast Radio Network at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sundays, right after the Tattooed Bananas. 10 p.m. Eastern, podcastradionetwork.net. Every Sunday. You can leave us a voicemail, 304-602-7444. You can comment on an episode or whatever you'd like. Just call and we'll play it on the show. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SecretTransPod. We also have a Facebook page, and Tyler runs that, so go like it or whatever you do on Facebook. You can email us if you have any questions, concerns, or just want to get in contact with us. It's secrettransmission at hotmail.com. We will soon have t-shirts, and I will give you an update on that very shortly. They'll be a little bit pricey, but... Um, we will get a cut because we're, we're going to be doing it through a company. So every shirt that you buy will uh, benefit the show. Also, Gibson, our little Gibson, has made a little cameo appearance on the Drift and Ramble podcast. And uh, it's just a little little thing, but 
uh, here's a little promo from the Drift and Ramble podcast, which is a great show. So hear this. Welcome to the Drift and Ramble podcast. Each episode will explore true stories and American legends. Hey, mister, were you in the Civil War? <laughs> oh, no, child. No, 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 sir. When I was 10 years old, the war broke out between the North and the South. And there was little else talked about among the slaves as well as the slave owners in the neighborhood. We arrived in Deadwood in good condition without having any trouble with the Indians on the way up. We turned our cattle over to their new owners at once, then proceeded to take in the town. Taking in the town included entering the 4th of July cowhand competition. Love won the $200 purse in a roping match and a shooting contest. Right then, the assembled crowd named me Deadwood Dick and proclaimed me champion of the Western cattle country. We'll amble through the past. We'll delve into the folklore of the times and maybe even uncover a ghost story or two. So, saddle up, or settle in, for the Drift and Ramble podcast. So if you could, go uh, go listen to the next episode of the Drift and Ramble uh, podcast, and uh, you'll, you'll hear a little Gibson in there. If you like uh, learning about Western history and stuff, it's, it's a really good podcast. It's really fun. Uh, the Tattooed Bananas have even made a little cameo appearance on one of their episodes. So, anyways, uh, we hope you come back and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Say goodbye, Roger. Didn't we have this conversation last time? I don't know. Or I'm, just, I'm having a serious case of deja vu right now. I could have sworn we had this conversation last time we talked. I think our uh, our last After Dark that we just record uh, that just posted today. Uh huh. Turned out really, really well. Really? Oh yeah. I think it's probably one of our better after darks. Oh, the one I wasn't here for. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. We you actually did Screw really good guys. at the end because we didn't know what each other were gonna say, and then there was like, "You've been hit by, you've been struck by," and we were like both said Mandela. <laughs> it's <laughs> not really thinking funny. about it. And he was like, "I was like, I wasn't even know he was gonna say that shit." But. <laughs> <laughs>